Good morning. Welcome to the Lord of the Lost podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. It's Lordcast number five. Um, we're doing breakfast today. Mm -hmm. So if you're hearing like weird noises, like eating noise, yeah, this these kind of noises, slurpy kind of stuff, whatever. Wait, let me move the mic a little. Okay. Um, it's us having breakfast, and we invite all of you to have breakfast with us. So, if it's morning, wherever you are, hit pause right now, make yourself some breakfast, come back, and let's eat together. It can be also uh, the afternoon if you had a great night out and got drunk and whatever and just got up. So, whenever no. you feel like... No, we are in Germany. <laughs> breakfast, breakfast is from 5 to 7 in the morning. Okay, but That's why it's... <laughs> Nine in the morning. But brunch is also okay, I think. Yeah. Brunch is okay as well. It's a, uh, whatever you want, it's okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have um, three topics today, but we don't know what, actually, because uh, it's a surprise. Every one of us, it's, yeah, it's, by the way, it's Chris, P. Hello. And class today. Yeah, moin. So, everyone's brought a topic. <laughs> so, maybe um, we start with, um, I don't know. I don't know. With Pink? coffee, maybe. With coffee. Yeah, okay. 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 Oh, we have three topics and uh, Stadtland backstage. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Stadtland backstage game. You know the thing about I, I tried to translate Stadtland Fluss. It, it's a German game where you like write down stuff. I tried to translate it, and I was looking up the internet and all like translation options you have. Like I, I, there is no translation. There are like discussions and like forums and stuff where, where teachers are actually discussing about how to translate mm. this game, Stadt, Land, Fluss, which actually means city, land, river. And we call it Stadt, Land, Backstage. So you'll see what it's about. So let's call it Stadt, Land, Backstage. Now you learn some German. Well, I would like to know, I don't know if there are any comment sections later on YouTube. Right? Yeah, no, in, on YouTube. On and YouTube can and also Facebook. Go on so I would like to have international comments about... If you have experience with that game or not, somehow even outside of yeah. Germany. So, so, so should should we all like say the topics now and then decide which one goes first? Or yeah, we, yeah, we could do that. Okay, what, what, what's your topic? I have a more serious topic about racism and discrimination. That's my topic. Okay, oh, in general somehow. No, 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 no. no. Well, it's. It's due to the recent events in America again, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good thing. What do you, what do you have? Um, I have a more light-hearted one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, because I felt like it's breakfast time and maybe we... Oh. Yeah, true. Um, I was uh, thinking about, for example, a hobby that you may never did, but you always wanted to. Or something that you did as a child or something and would love to uh, catch up again. Mm -hmm. uh, but probably the main thing, like, of course, uh, not having time or just doing other stuff. So that's why not. But something that burns on your heart that you would love to do or to do it again. But uh, some, some kind of a fulfilled dream uh, related to a hobby or something. Okay, I have an even more, more lighthearted one. It's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fanboy moments. Oh, okay. ah, from yeah. us somehow. Yeah, not like people coming to us wanting pictures. Like, like <laughs> things that we experience as fanboys of other bands. Like, 
Um, especially moments where we were trying to get an autograph, a picture, or, or things like that. So, because I think there might be some funny stories. And yeah, of course, then we play a round of like Stadtland backstage in the end. Jared can't be here today. So, um, and I think he has no time, but we can call up Nick again. Yep, we should do that. So, which, with which one do you want to start? Maybe we start with like the serious one? Because, or you want to start with a funny uh, one? I, should, I think we should start for eating with a more lighthearted one because it's easier. Then it's not the, the, then we do lighthearted. Yeah, probably serious yes. lighthearted. Because the yeah. serious one uh, leads to not eating so much anymore yeah, because mm -hmm. we're sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm hungry. Then, <laughs> then let's start with the hobby thing. Okay. So we have like two periods of eating <laughs> yeah. and one yeah. of discussion. Uh, should I start? Yeah, mm -hmm. please. <clears throat> okay. Because I, I, first of all, I have to think about what I actually mm -hmm. yeah. want to pick up again. Uh, the funny thing is, uh, it's actually something I uh, recently caught up. Can I say that? I, I started caught up with. Caught up with. Can you pass me the jellyfish, please? The jellyfish. Sorry. No. Because as a kid. Um, I wanted to uh, play like games with miniatures, like you have to create them first, like uh, miniatures, like painting them. I don't know if I can say the, the, the kind of like Warhammer. Like, like Warhammer, yeah, I said it. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like figures or what? Yeah, it's like um, Warhammer. I think it's the the, the origin of all these um, Warcraft games somehow. Mm -hmm. Like uh, are these like 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 tiny, tiny figures. It's like that the figures are big as a regular thumb. Oh yeah, with somehow. like with like weapons and stuff. And yeah, and like uh, I wanted to have the 40k version, like in the future, like you have the so space marines thingy, and you have like troops of five, and depending on the army as big you want it, you have like. Okay, uh, I just realized they had no title. Children. Yeah, fifty <laughs> figures. Fifty figures My on the map. Uh, of, of, of your troops and the other can have like some kind of aliens or chaos marines whatever and I started with it like being 12 or so to get the, the core box and trying to paint everything and I liked it oh, you well. have to paint all these things yeah they're mm -hmm. like plastic you have to assemble it like all these like a, a plane or whatever you can also but it's just, just like each figure has like that's cool six six pieces to, to put in and you can also choose which kind of hand you want or the weapon they hold or the way they hold it whatever and the fun is like painting it the way probably you like it or you can just uh, repeat uh, stuff but the fun of painting is amazing I think uh, I also did models like of airplanes I'd end up with a pink army I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I painted uh, my army but uh, also wanted to play that game because I also like to play board games but when I finished it, there was nobody else having the game, or nobody wanted to, or we did something else like going out, skateboarding, whatever. So uh, yeah, but but I always had the urge. Like every once in a year, I bought the so-called Warhammer magazine. It's like miniature nerd porn because they show armies in in high quality photographies and super well painted, like mm -hmm. amazingly. Uh, shown and it's really like porn say, oh fuck they look so good and all these shiny elements and all these shadows on the ways they used colors and stuff i remember friends of mine having like little like looking like real 
Soldaten. Soldiers. Uh, so, fuck yeah, soldiers and, and tanks and blah, blah. And mm. they were all like this tiny, like one inch high or something, like building huge armies. I remember that, friends of mine have mm -hmm. that. Could be that it was Warhammer or there different kind of brands as well? Warhammer still exists, the game. Right. People still play it and I don't know if they're at the Holzenstraße, this nerd shop. I don't know if it still exists oh, that's or not. That's great. Um, Mika, what, what, was is the name of the Spieleladen? An Holzenstraße. Yeah, Oli's Spielecenter. Could be that. It's like it's like the shop for nerds that are into those kind of tabletop games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you go there and you feel like you you're in like in like that Big Bang Theory shop. Yeah, it's Oli's Spielecenter at Holzenstraße. It's crazy. That's great. And now coming. Sorry. Yeah, because there's a second half of my story. Yeah, of course. But no, you can you can finish it in a minute. <laughs> but you no, would have you would have been great friends with uh, my childhood neighbor because he had a lot of Warhammer stuff, and I never, I never understood the game actually. He he didn't know how to play it, but he just ah really built them, painted them, and then set them up as troops, and was like, oh, you can actually play a game. Yeah, there's rules yeah. and tournaments and stuff. So it's right, like right, right. the the pre pre era of <laughs> esports. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, somehow, yeah, right? Yeah. In, in, in some way, uh, I still exist. You could, you could still play tournaments, class. I know. <laughs> uh, that, that leads to my second part <laughs> of the story. I mean, somehow you have like, if you uh, every five guys like this is a special troop have points, and you can say like, my army has like two thousand points, and then whatever you own, whatever you painted, whatever you spend tons of money off, you can just. Assemble your army with an amount of points, and your opponent does the same. Uh, and then you have like a, in uh, like a Zollstock, but an inch or something. Mm -hmm. And then every troop can go some way and and like shoot and stuff. And then you have to play with uh, dices, how they shoot and how good they fight, and in the end, uh, the last wins or something. But I thought like, okay, wow. I wanted to do it again. It so cool. And uh, the funny thing is, I just found a person in, in my girlfriend that also loves to paint shit, like painting, real painting, but also likes uh, figures and stuff. So I didn't want to lose all my money on Warhammer. <laughs> so <laughs> I just found a game is called Blood Rage, like with 20 miniatures, and it's, it's a complete game. And so I'm actually painting it. I mean, I'm a bit dis disillusioned because like painting is quite uh, something that needs a lot of uh, experience and mm -hmm. stuff. But it's all they, my figures look already nice. So you and have some? Yeah, I just so bought one, one board game that is small. <laughs> and, and in the last days I just started painting like I did as a child. And it's such a nice feeling to just sit there spending one and a half hours just to paint one single figure. <laughs> I, I'm not laughing about you. I'm, I'm just, I'm just imagining me, like, I, I'd go crazy. Yeah, I, I, I do things like that. When, when I was painting the stuff for, for Thornstar, mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah, for hours. Right. But like going painting a little, little figure, I, I totally get it. But with a little figure, for me, I, I would be like, when will this be ready? Finally, you know. Yeah. Like, 
So, <laughs> so, <laughs> the little wow. finger becomes bigger and bigger yeah, with yeah. every with yeah, every yeah, inch yeah, right, you paint. Right. It gets it, like a blob. But don't get me wrong. It's just like no, 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 no. But but it's really nice. I mean, sometimes it's a bit frustrating as well because you just want to to do the details. Is like super small, and then you a bit too much, and then you brush not only the diamond that he has on his left finger, oopsie, index finger, also the whole finger. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. but it's super cool. I mean, it's a bit like a childhood dream that I uh, hooked up again. That's uh, pretty nice. Can you pass it to me? And me it's me? the first time since this is a, a small, uh, complete game. Uh, it will be ready and I will play it. So that's nice. Blood Rage about Vikings with great miniatures. Now, mm-hmm. that's somehow the hobby that I wanted to do for the last 15, 20 years, never did. And now you do. Fi- finally, I just thought like, okay, this is a tiny, just a tiny version of the whole universe that people usually do with four, Warhammer 40K. And literally, those people get broke by buying those figures because, like, how expensive are they? Like, if you buy one, uh, like the regular five troop figures are like forty euros. What? what? Small. Yeah, small soldiers. Yeah, one is like ten <laughs> euros, and you have. I'm like, already when when I'm buying Lego, it's like, yeah. dude, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah, somehow if you have a big army, you spend at least I think around one thousand euros if you have these super. Uh, tournament armies mm-hmm. and then you I mean they're they're quick with painting but you have to paint all the yeah. and you like, have to buy the paint and the paint is also quite expensive <laughs> so one I and mean one, one, one paint is also like uh, I think if you have a whole painting shit like the, the the cheapest complete set is like 100 euros but then those dudes have like the 300 euros of paint and okay, so we know what to, to give class for his next birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Warhammer 40k. Yeah. Complete set. No. But um, I really found out that there are nice games, Kickstarter and stuff. Games with amazing miniatures away from Warhammer 40k, but they're complete game systems. So you can just play a game like Siedler von Catan, Settler of Catan, or Catan, it's actually called. Hmm. And so you don't have to. Uh, lose yourself in it you know there's a start and a specific end and you know like this is ready but you can play it but mm-hmm. it's done this way but do you also want to play it or I do want you just, just no, want, I to want to play it and the good thing is it's some kind of an easy game that you can just also tell people to do it's not like okay we have to spend a weekend to get all the rules and stuff mm-hmm. so you can just say like okay 30 minutes of the rules, let's just play. So I can also invite you just playing board games uh, if somebody's interested in uh, playing a board game beside Catan or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really, yeah, not really my kind of thing. Oh. But, um, I lost yeah. it also for more than 10 years, but when we played uh, Catan uh, on, on New Year's, on New Year's Eve. Eve, that was quite fun. We played it for five hours or so. Really? So long? Four yeah. or five hours. Yeah. I was home at six in the morning. Because oh. we played it. But, but we were four players, so uh, True. it took some time to uh, round up the one. <laughs> but it was really nice. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that was my part of the topic. And that was the Lordcast for today. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> Two hours. So, want to go next? Mm-hmm. With the hobby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs>
I think it's also okay. I can imagine that somehow some people just do whatever they thought they can do and have no need for other hobbies, for example. But yeah, no, no, I, I was just reminded of this hobby yesterday because I was at the gym because gyms are have re they have reopened here in Hamburg. It was empty and no one was there, and every second piece of equipment was closed. But um, I was at the gym, and one of the trainers told me that sounds weird saying it. Oh, but you're very flexible <laughs> because, <laughs> because I was stretching. And I told him, Yeah, that's because I did uh, karate when I was younger. Um, from 11 to 16 or 10 to 16 years old. And uh, the past years here in Hamburg, I always um, wondered if I'd ever do it again, if I can do it again here in Hamburg, because it's martial arts is very expensive and uh, to have all the equipment and to actually train like four days a week with fixed training sessions. You have to have time for it. And we don't really, or I don't really have time. Yeah, that's the main problem. Like, that's the main problem. Time. It's, like, it's always like fixed dates and yeah, times. Um, the financial aspect isn't a problem anymore. But yeah, time. Um, but that's something that I'd really like to do again. Martial arts in general. It does not have to be karate or whatever. But when I was younger, it was the perfect thing for me because I was. When I started, a very um, insecure and shy person, um, and learning how to control my body to um, to get control over it, to I don't know, have the discipline. Mm. Uh, that was so important to me. That I, th I think that had a big impact on me when I grew up, when I hit puberty and everything. Oh, you already did that. No. <laughs> I was, uh, well, I hit it, but I was still, I, I hit it. <laughs> still in it. Um, and I don't know. It was always the highlight of my week to go to karate training. And I actually was, wasn't was too bad at it. It was like six years of training. I had the brown belt. So, mm -hmm. uh -huh. so I, I, didn't, I didn't get the black belt because my trainers... Um, um, Changed the changed school, so they left my karate school. I took all the black belts with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and since I wasn't able to go there by myself by car or whatever because I was too young and it was like two hours by bus oh. or so, um, I know <laughs> it was just too far away. So I had I stopped and I didn't want to go to other trainers because yeah. those were my trainers. I totally get this. Um, you remember when we started like like boxing like two years ago mm -hmm. to go back into martial arts and I, I really missed that. I kind of had to stop because of when my finger got hurt in October, November 2018 already. 18, yeah. And for now, I'm, I mean it's better but I can't really bend it and it always hurts when I'm in, in like a boxing glove and even if like the, the right hand is not my strong hand so not my main hand and what's what's the words in English like the guide the jab hand and the punching hand 
yeah, so this, my punching hand is left, so it's, it's not that big a problem. But when I do a jab, like, it always, like, mm -hmm. hurts. Yeah. So, and it, it just sucks ass. So this is why I'm, I'm still thinking about, like, the same thing. Like, restarting boxing now, because I, I had mm -hmm. to, to stop now for quite a while. But I really don't know. Okay, classy, open it. Uh, <laughs> that was the zipper of his pants. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what 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 I've just uh, what I'm just thinking about. Um, my son Mika is just um, he he got a stunt scooter and now is exploring all these yes skating parks mm -hmm. of like mm -hmm. trying out like half pipe and ramps and and really like getting into it and getting better every day. So I'm like nearly every day we're. And one of these skate parks, especially now in these corona times, because there's like only school once a week and uh, the rest of the week we are spending lots of time. So I was like a passionate inline skater in the 90s and I was like, I was quite good. I did all this, this stunt shit as well. Like I was more like a street, uh, street rider, not, not really like half pipe. I did that a couple of times, but it wasn't really my thing was more like grinding on curbs and rails and all this all this shit. And I'm always sitting there watching my son and I'm like, oh maybe I maybe I get some some mm -hmm. new inline skates because I just broke my old ones like last year. But I'm like, okay, I just turned forty. I really don't know if I want to get into this because when I do I really have to do the right way because I can't do it just like ten percent. Mm -hmm. I really wanna do all the shit again and I'm really afraid of like breaking my fingers, my wrists or yeah. whatever. So I'm always sitting there struggling with myself, should I restart this yep. or not? <laughs> yep. So or I really don't know, you know, because I don't want to get like a new pair of like inline skates, just like some inline skates. If I do it, I want good ones, like which, sure. which are like for stunt driving, for all this kind of stuff, and then I want to do it again. And I know I'd probably kill myself. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, yeah. killing yourself. <laughs> but yeah, well, when you're young and young and reckless, basically, and you don't have, like, the job that would fall away when you get hurt, or you can't, I don't know, support your family with being mobile, mobile and stuff, um, you're... You can do it more easily, you don't have to think about yeah, it totally. that much. But, but the, now, yeah, I get it. The thing is, back then, I, I really like did it hardcore, between mm -hmm. the age of 14 to 18, like five summers in a row. Um, and I never really hurt myself. I always had like protection stuff, but I never really hurt myself. And then one day, um, on the schoolyard, actually, on a, um, on a meadow, <laughs> it was just a little <laughs> rainy, just a little rainy. Yeah, and I was just like walking, running to some friends. Yeah, I was just slipping and broke my arm. Yeah, cool. Oh no! <laughs> so I broke my arm like like mm. on the schoolyard by just falling. Mm -hmm. And actually, in the afternoon every day, I was like jumping down like ten meter stairs. <laughs> well, <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. So, but um, yeah, maybe we we go to the serious part. Mm-hmm. Sure, if, if we don't have any hobbies anymore. 
that we want to talk about? I don't know. I think it's good. Everybody won. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep, 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 yep. I, I really thought about talking about it because I'm... It's the same thing with the the uh, tolerance thing we did, like, the yes. last... Yeah, right now, people, it's three white guys talking about racism, racism against mainly black people at the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a general, general topic. So, if we say anything wrong, it's just because we, we don't know all of we it. We don't know. And we are... We, we've grown up like in a rich country being white people, so please right. don't be mad at us if we say things that might upset you. It's not meant that way because um, you can be sure whatever we say is 100% pro. Right. Pro you and against racism. True. So. That is true. And um, I mean, I started actually really looking into that whole subject with recent events in America with the killing of first I mean what what first there have been thousands and thousands of black people killed over the last centuries I've seen that you got really like into it by, by this one comment you just did on a lot of lost Facebook yeah. to one fan reacting in a very weird way actually. right there was there there was a comment um, to touch on that there was a comment um, denying white privilege basically and that racism is basically or the black lives matter movement is just um what i just say the term that that the that person said white genocide it's just a concept to give all the privileges we have to the black people so they can erase us from the earth basically that was her message um, mm. Because they are bad. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah. And I, you can you can read it all on Facebook on our Blackout Tuesday post. Um, but I basically explained to her the subject uh, the subject of white privilege and everything. And I don't want to explain it now because I think it's all our duty to educate ourselves about that because we lived or we live in a society that is prone to just taking this state of white privilege for granted, yeah. I think. And we we just acknowledge the fact that it is like it is and we didn't question it at all. And um, I found a quote of Will Smith, uh, he uh, talking about the whole racism thing. Um, he said racism, I think he said it that way, racism isn't just happening right now, it's just being filmed now. <laughs> and yeah, yeah that, that's the nail on the head, I think. Because it happened, I mean, 400 years of slavery, come on, <laughs> come on. And all those cases after that that didn't really get touched on by the media worldwide, but only by the media in... in America. Yeah, I mean, 10, 20 years ago, if you witnessed something on the street like what just happened to George Floyd, you couldn't have just filmed it with a device being in your pocket all right. the time anyway and just upload it. Right. So, um, yeah. It's a very delicate topic. And yeah, now people can 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 be the reporters themse themselves. And on Instagram, um, I think there's never been a more productive time for me on Instagram than this right now because I'm always on the screen basically on Instagram, but right now I'm actually learning something. Yeah. And 
um, can read about stuff that maybe white people can do to not be passively racist or um, sorry yes that's all good I have to I wrote down some notes so I have to look into this because as we said we're not really educated about it now and we um, might be wrong so there are some things I want to touch on like for example I thought about that whole white privilege thing and people not having the equal chances in growing up and I don't know, getting a job, getting a loan for a house, getting like per good education and stuff. Because when when I was at school in geography class, I think it was geography class or politics, um, our teacher asked us what we think about um, the fact or the statement that all people have equal chances here in Germany. If everyone had, born in Germany has the same chances of said things like being treated well, having good education, getting a job, getting a loan at the bank, like credit for a house or something. And I remember that the discussion ended up in agreement of um, our teacher saying, yes, we all have the same chances. And me being, I don't know, 14 or 15, I believe that because I don't know we had the discussion I was like I don't know if everyone has the same chance but whole discussion went on I was very silent during that discussion but was listening and just accepted the fact that they were saying yeah we all have the same chances um, but I thought about it yesterday again that came to my mind that there was a situation in school and yesterday I watched a video from a black uh, football player and he touched on that same topic. He was like, yeah, you know why we don't have the same chances? It's like, or he was putting out an example. It's like when you run a marathon and for the first, I don't know, 200 meters or so, everyone starts, but the people of our color are, are being pulled, pulled back. So we have to run with more resistance. So we're slower we're being pulled back for for years and years and then like after those first 200 meters they let us free and then it's like yeah we have the same chances but we get pulled pulled back for a certain amount of time so no we don't have the same chances we actually have to fight harder to get to the same goal which is quite the easy example the easy example to um touch on all that white privilege stuff why people of color are not having the same chances. And I don't know, I wanted to ask you if you had like moments in your lives where you, that you can remember where you actually realized um, that that might be not the case, that we're all equal. Yeah, I um, I have some things to say here actually. I try, I try to, there were just like so many thoughts flashing through mind. I try to keep them yeah. all together. About same chances, um, let's talk about this for, or, or let, let me say something about this in, in a more general term, not about just black skin color. Mm -hmm. This, we all have the same chances, chances thing. It's, it's a nice thing to say by a person like, I don't know, Paris Hilton, stop, saying stop being <laughs> poor, we all have the same chances. 
it's a nice phrase to say on TV, like, hey, believe in yourself, blah, blah, blah. I only always see like those super beautiful Barbie doll Instagram models talking about, you just have to believe in yourself, to blah, 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 where I'm like, hey, uh, it's not true that we all have the same chances. Let's face it, like, if you're very beautiful, it's by birth somehow by birth yeah, just, yeah. just like just like that and if you go like to a job interview it's super obvious that your chances are much higher than for something which is not looking good at all because right. whatever we do which is humans this first impression of like a beautiful girl or boy whatever coming like it's like ooh it's just like he of course people in the end people fall in love with the heart but what's happening at first sight is in most cases it's, it's something like that mm -hmm. so and this also goes for skin color so if you're like raised in a country where skin color or every other racism problem it's not just about black people it's about like wherever you go in the world there's always like problems with migration people from other countries long long term histories behind these things yep. so wherever you go maybe in America it's mainly like like um, black racism if you go to another country it might be a total different racism so but if you're like if you grow up somewhere and if you're part of that um minority especially maybe in a, in a city where like the, where the majority still kind of thinks about you in a bad way because you've just been raised like that and it's not maybe even your fault maybe just the, the parents fault because they just fucked up education mm -hmm. um of course, your ch chances are not the same. Same thing for disabled people. Like, believe in yourself. Of, co of course, believing in yourself can do so many things. But I don't think like that all our chances are equal. Right. And um, I had this discussion at a kind of young age, and this brings us back to... Um, the topic we just said last time about gay people because one of my friends in um, when I was like 17 to maybe 22, 23, 4 now he lives in Berlin and we kind of lost contact uh, was a friend of mine called Daniel he, he is uh, a US black male mm -hmm. and gay oh and um, he came here when he was like, I don't know, 12 or something. I, I don't remember the reason. And he became a singer and a musical dancer, musical actor, actually. Mm -hmm. Pretty typical, like for, for talking about stereotypes, like for black, uh, sure. gay guy. He was a brilliant singer. Brilliant In the Lion dancer. King like, music. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> like looking good and stuff. And I actually had my first discussions about these kind of topics, about like, being treated in a racist way when you're like either a black person in a kind of open city like Hamburg mm. and a gay person and like revealing both at the same time I mean you don't have to re reveal that you're black people see that but then also revealing that you're gay mm -hmm. like 20 years ago caused some lots of problems it's like digging your grave a little deeper yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and um, so, so, so that was that was kind of kind of crazy and um, what, I, what just happens now, and I was really shocked about that, when we posted this Blackout Tuesday thing and with this hashtag Black Lives Matter, of course, 
I know that people don't have to tell me that all lives matter. <laughs> Black yeah. lives matter, yep. white lives matter, red lives matter, yellow lives brown, whatever you call it. Hamsters life matter as well. But in this case there was a black person killed by a cop and not like a Chinese guy. So if you go like um, this needs to be all lives matter, what do you do? If I post if I post fuck cancer, what do you say? Hey, AIDS is bad as well. Don't forget AIDS. It's not yeah. fair. Yeah. Or what? And this kind of, this kind of really <laughs> This kind of really stirred me up uh, because I got messages like mainly like in my spam folder which is being checked like once a week by people sending me these things and also sending me videos where white guys are beaten up by black guys. Like one white guy beaten up by like three, four black guys and then asking me, so what do you think about this kind of violence then? Hmm? Yeah, you know, oh, guys, I'm... I'm totally aware of that there are like assholes of every skin color mm -hmm. and some of these assholes are not even assholes by birth as I just said if you are like no raised an asshole by birth yeah no one like there is no asshole child you know <laughs> right and apart from that maybe so much violence is happening because of so many reasons and um <clears throat> It's it's re I really don't get it. What what should these videos tell me? Yeah. Like yeah, there there's black people, violent black pe people, violence against white people by black people. Yeah, I know that. But in this case, right, something really peculiar happened here. That was I need I don't think I, I need to explain the George Floyd situation here. Yeah, so violence it, by police by official. Yeah, people it, that and in this case, back. you you protest against this. If it's not allowed today to protest against one thing, what should I do? Go on the street like, I protest against everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. So because we all met it, it doesn't help anyone. So. There's, there's this cool example that a, a girl did on Instagram. She's just, I don't know, she was just having like a small Instagram account with like a few hundred followers. And she did this video about um, comparing this All Lives Matter thing with burning houses. <laughs> there was she acted like in two roles it was her and like a different girl she was playing as well it's like yeah the house is burning okay okay i get my get my fire my my water hose and but let me but let me water my house first because all of, all houses matter yeah but my house is burning yeah but why should i i mean there's also my house why should i should i hose your house with my water that's also my house that should be watered then as well because all houses matter. Yeah. I know. Yep. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point actually. So yes, it's not even a question that all of us matter, but please refrain from being so entitled about that and be like, all oh, lives matter, I matter as well. Yes you do. But in this case people are being killed over just their skin color. Yeah, and apart from that, don't get us wrong, you know, we're sitting here having breakfast, we're fine, and we're talking about racism, we don't even know how it feels to be treated that way, but right. we think, I think it's important to talk about things that we experience, that we experience Do these mails we get, do comments, to kind of open people's eyes, because we have, we have so much power, because we have like thousands of followers, 
And I think saying the right thing, maybe opening some eyes for people that didn't see things that way, yeah. is a good thing. Right. And, and an important thing. And um, I also have like black colored friends here. Black, black, how do, what do you say actually? Black color, black skin color, black? Black friends, actually the term. Yeah, because I like, you know, I'm, I'm really not sure what's correct here or not because whenever you say something like ah. yeah yeah right but we we disclaim that we can be wrong so okay. let's say just i have also like black friends here in hamburg uh, two guys of one um, one of the um the band that i was just producing are black um there's another hip-hop band that i've been producing for years where one of them is black and they're like living in the really like problem area in Hamburg mm -hmm. and um, I know many stories about discrimination from them also in right. a city like Hamburg even in a district like St. Pauli here where we live here which is a, like super left open but politically open kind of uh, part of the town so but even here it happens right and then people might ask yeah but that ha that has to be That's an example that I don't know. People of color live in like poorer, uh, more in poorer spaces of the of town. Yes, because that's due to systemic racism. It's not because they're bad. It's, I encourage everyone listening to look at, into systemic racism and the difference to individual racism. Because me in my position right now, I can't really put it into words that what would be correct i think but as yeah, is super hard especially it's like, super hard please guys remember it's we, super we, hard we're just doing this discussion in a language we don't really right know. right right so it's super hard and it's still a very it's such there's such a big topic so i just can say i encourage everyone listening to educating yourself about um racism and all in all of, well all forms and shapes and colors um because Even though we might not be able to feel what a person that is being treated in a racist way, um, we can still speak up about it because there's the, and I think this quote is true, there's this quote, if you remain silent, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. And I think that's very true. So please educate yourself and speak up about it. And I have one funny story here about... Mm. Um, Uh, like misunderstandings concerning the word black and actually black people and black music. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, there was um, it was my first time maybe in Hamburg at a party called Return of the Living Dead at a place called Markthalle where we oh, yeah. played a lot, which was one of those one of the two big, two three big goth. Uh, underground dark music parties and um, actually I, I just it reminds me of maybe the 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 only like black colored goth guy I met Gosh. back then he was a crazy he came from America he was a crazy person I liked him okay but but that's just <laughs> that's another story yeah I, I was at that party I was maybe 18 or 19 20 I don't know And uh, there were like two two black guys coming in, and 
with like hip hop clothing, it's like end nineties, uh. <laughs> right? Baggy pants and and Lakers shirt and nice. one had like dreads, the other one was bald or something. They were like, "What up? What's happening here? We we thought it's dark music." Like, yeah, yeah, dark music. <laughs> and the funny thing, they stayed. Oh. oh, nice! And they liked it. It was a very cool evening. They thought it would like was would be a black music thing. Like half a year later, the same thing happened to me at the place called Große Freiheit. 36 actually plays here in St. Pauli, where we also play. They're doing another big party called Schwarze Nacht, Black Night, which I kind of mixed up with a black music party. <laughs> so, and I looked at the newspaper. Yeah, back then you looked in the newspaper, like what kind of parties are going on. I looked at the newspaper, like, oh, it's black music night. So I went there, ended up on some kind of R&B, uh, <laughs> hip-hop kind of party with my goth outfit. But I stayed, and we also had a great night. So nice. this is about like misunderstandings <laughs> concerning dark and black and, and black music. So for so many moments, I thought it would be so funny to like go on our Instagram or Facebook profile and say Lord of Lost black music from Germany but this would kind of off offend people but for yeah. some moments I'm like <laughs> yeah. oh dear if we, we'd, we'd live like in a perfect world this joke would be so funny yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> these are my 50 cent got that yeah my ideas or when I think about it, I mean I think the easiest way for this topic is like whoever you just caught as a policeman you have no right to to give him pain True. you know that's that's easy I think and I, I think that's you can just yeah, you, you, just, you just don't hurt someone like that that's easy probably it's not as easy in the United States because uh, policemen might think, okay, he's black. Probably they're more gang members, black people, like white people. And yeah, everybody, everybody can, yeah, and everybody can, yeah, just to understand the policeman. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, like, everybody can have a gun. But the problem is, if, if you're raised, like, having, uh, being afraid of black people, that's really bad. And and, I think, and yeah, and then there's a vicious circle of prejudice. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. But anyway, don't kill anybody whatever he's like if he's tall if he's only is he, if he's having a gun in his hand you should but not even then if, if you nail him down <laughs> that's fine then he's mm -hmm. he's not um but about like uh daily racism i mean actually we or i um can just see what i live here in my area because i'm i can see something in the news but i'm not, not living there somehow i always feel like I can say that is wrong, that nobody should be killed or treated bad, but uh, I, I wonder, I was just walking around and uh, how should I feel or think, for example, uh, especially in my area, you can, you can buy drugs, that's completely fine for me, because for example, if it's about wheat, I think it's as good or as bad as alcohol, I think it's even the better drug. Mm. And but of course, so since there is a need to have these drugs, there are people selling that. And uh, in in that moment, uh, the the salesperson <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. are in that case are all black. Mm -hmm. For example, 
And for me, I don't see them as more bad people as other people would sell drugs or something like that. I just thought like for the police, it's way easier to just see who's selling drugs right now. <laughs> Because True, yeah. they're just like, uh, they have their organization and stuff. But, but what should I think? Is it like, okay, um, is it a bit like, okay, since uh, in, in the hospital, like the nurses, the name says it, mostly women. So in the end, are those people like better in selling drugs? Or is it just because some started it and it became some kind of a family business? And since they are like, uh, is it suppressed or living in their area because we don't want them, they just stay black people because they can trust each other more than they can trust a white guy because they are uh, victims of racism, you know, so that they stay among each other. Uh, well, for me, they're just like, okay, I don't mind as long as they don't force me to buy drugs, whoever that is, I don't mind. If they just, I'm not interested, so they don't, get so strong in contact with me if I say no I don't need drugs then everything's fine mm -hmm. but I mean it's, it's, I think it's not the problem that is it's me I think they're like other people seeing oh they're only the black people selling drugs they're the bad people you know what I mean yeah. so so yeah. I, I'm thinking okay <clears throat> who's producing the, the bad image just in this tiny space I'm not talking about the world I'm just like there are black people selling drugs so as a normal Uh, Hamburg citizen, I would just easily think, okay, drugs, black people. You know what I mean? Yeah, in, that, in, that, in that area. In yeah, that yeah, area. It's so obvious. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Sure, I so I, I was that. just saying how to um, to deal with it the right way. I'm not really talking about me because I can imagine why they are the ones selling drugs because some how they don't have so much other things to do they have no opportunities and, and they, they, they are being ghettoed out yeah right so um, and there we are again I mean it's not like they have like the opportunity to go to good university without any problems but they choose to sell drugs I mean I can't imagine that so. I'm thinking they probably have better chances here to have a job or at least some kind of a And, and of course, there's then the thing, are they like people from here? Are they immigrants? And the thing is, probably they are attracted by those guys because those guys obviously having a good time uh, being there selling drugs. And even if there's police, there are new people coming or mm -hmm. other people. If they get in prison for two days, there's still enough people selling that. And Let's say I have no idea. I just always try to see, okay, it's not because they're black. It's just because probably they don't have so many chances. And since it's also easier for them to trust their colleagues of black people that have right. the same kind of problems somehow. It's more like the family bond, like trusting each other because sure. this is crime. I mean, I know this is some kind of a vicious circle and it's not cost because they're black somehow in other countries there could be also in the chinese area where some chinese people or even white people selling the drugs in south africa for white supremacy or whatever i don't know true just like how could i fix this problem or if it's a problem or how should i think about it because i think the majority of people don't think they just see oh the black ones selling 
Right, and those are the people who should educate themselves the most, and are, yeah. are, are, they're urgent. It's urgent that they. Educate but the problem is that the most people don't want to educate themselves. It's easier to just have an easy solution, you know, like right. And then again, there we are at like we have to speak up about everything, even though we're not fall yeah. victim to. Those you, you know, the, the the thing is, this this goes in like in like two in like so many directions. If you're like a tourist. And you mm -hmm. end up in that area of St. Pauli. I know that these like three, four corners were. And like, it's a nice area. It's not. not yeah, yeah. One. yeah, yeah. It's three, four yeah. corners where like mostly black people are selling drugs. And you don't know that you go there and you're like, oh. If you're stupid enough, you're like, oh, all black people are drug dealers. Sure. If you're a tourist and go to whatever city, maybe where uh, just a couple of months ago, so many problems with like right wing activists. Let's call or let's, let's say call them let's say Nazis <laughs> or let's say right wing in, ex, in, in ex, our in our case extremists where all these these um, things happen and you're a tourist and you go there and you see that you're like oh wow this city is a Nazi city you know it's always sure. it's, so many things just happen because of snapshots and people right. would never go like oh there's black people selling drugs yeah maybe it's like they do not have any other chances to give money to their families. Right. So, and... Um, because they don't want to work. Yeah. A real job, yeah. Yeah. So, so they go like, oh, it's black people. Oh, it's, yeah. it's what they do. It's the same so, same thing with seeing, sorry, it's the same thing with seeing only highlights on Instagram of people and then thinking, oh, they must have, so, must have the best life ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like you said, it's just snapshots. It's, yeah. it's like when, when I read like this super weird uh, who, who is dating Chris Harms website thing, <laughs> and there's like my, my net income is like estimated about 100,000 to 1 million dollar per year, <laughs> being fact-checked by experts. Mm. Yeah. This is also a snapshot. It is, yeah. So yeah. you can see how extremely violent how extremely dangerous these snapshots are and also what what's happening if we see like just right now the violence against black people and stuff some of these things also might be just snapshots but i'm super happy that we're living in a world where actually like everyone can be like a reporter right and it's also possible to spread these kind of things to open the eyes uh, for other people out there, so um, yeah, I, I'm I'm totally up for like having people not liking us anymore because we're standing up for these things. Because for me, and this will be my last words to to this topic now, it was so sad and idiotic at the same time when we did this blackout Tuesday post mm -hmm. on Facebook. Within like two or three hours, we lost like 20, 30 likes on the site. Yeah. I mean, fuck those likes, fuck those people then. But isn't that crazy? It is. That you like a band and then they stand up for like black people not being killed by police um, uh, violence. And then you like so dis crazy. dislike your band on your social network. Fuck you. Right. Dude. Same here. Since I'm posting all that educational stuff on Instagram, I'm constantly losing followers every day. And I'm like, good. Good. But you're the ones who should see it the most. 
And those are my... And also the people that, who... That's, that's, a, that's the sad thing, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. And also, that's, those are my last words. The people that are saying, you are musicians. You don't... You shouldn't be political about oh, stuff. Um, and I got a lot of those messages. And I read those messages on other musicians' profiles who are speaking up. And we desperately need to speak up, speak up about that stuff because we have more outreach than, I don't know, Karl Heinz from, from uh, I don't know, Munich, who has like, who doesn't even have social media. So Isn't it crazy that like if you're a baker or a salesperson or whatever, you can have like a political... Uh, so you right, can, you can like post a political statement, but if you choose to be a musician, you have to shut up and fucking play your songs. Right, you're just an entertainer. <laughs> you're a jukebox. You don't. You shouldn't speak yeah. up about politics. So, I disagree. <laughs> I just disagree. And those are my last words. Same here. Yeah, uh, I think it, it's a big problem because it's in the core of our society. So I think just to say, police people. Uh, shouldn't kill anybody it's just like having one fire off the the, the burning forest somehow mm -hmm. because in the end if there's always weapons talking about the United States weapons for everybody and uh, I think everybody wants to keep its money and wants to keep it in the family <laughs> and wants to keep it in the business and wants maybe also keep in the people that you employ it always stays as close around you as possible you want to do good things but you're not about spread it everywhere uh, there will be always people left out of it and i think it's the easiest way to thank black people because they have their gangs they have their families they have their ways where where they live so they're separated so we don't have to think about it That's a big problem that we never really think about society and uh, everybody wants the maximum for himself and this is so deep in society. It's always about like, hey, you're only cool if you, if you make it. And mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. usually to make it means to only put all the energy into yourself. Otherwise, you can't make it on the top. Because on the top is like a tiny place and you have to leave everybody behind. And uh, that's the thing. And I had something else. Uh, fuck. I had oh, something no. that I wanted to say. Uh, except that that was way more important. Uh, we make a, a PPE pause now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to say. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you lost your train of thought. A bit, yeah. I mean, okay. it's also kind of being... Ah, no, I wanted to say, like, also raising raising the word. I mean, the problem is, since there is a president also in the United States of America that uh, is using his mighty word uh, in, in the worst way... In mm. those social media, um, you have to uh, make it right in the same way, but probably with profounded 
uh, information, is it right? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, and also raise the word and about your opinion because somehow Donald Trump only has opinions. He doesn't have facts or he sells his opinions as facts. Yeah. So... Or he's like picking up the the opinions from Fox News, which is posting right. his opinions, and then you go and circle. So everybody has to get up, the, uh, because Trump is like 1,000, uh, the, the number 1,000, and we have to be like 100,000 uh, voices to be yeah. as heavy as his voice somehow. So he's a weapon of information mass destruction. Misinformation, yeah. mass misinformation, and we have to be way more people because what he says is right, and we need like a million times more the right info to be at the same truth. I, I love and the fact actually that Twitter just started to fact check his posts. Mm -hmm. yeah. Recently, just yesterday, they for the first time they deleted one of his videos because he did some. There was some right infringement, I don't know, like because he used some pictures, music, or whatever. Yep. So they just deleted the, vid the video, <laughs> yep. which yep. is totally normal because like the rules are for everyone. Right. So also, yeah. for, also for the president, president because of Twitter States. profile is Twitter profile. Right. So I can't wait yeah. that. Right. Uh, but he, that guy forces everybody to stand up and get informed yeah. and tell the truth. So we can't do differently than this. <laughs> so talking about rock stars, yeah. like Donald Trump, maybe we should... He is a rock star. If you're finished with the racism topic for now... Uh, I'm finished. It never ends. That's the it problem. It never ends. It, it, this is why I say but for now. This is why I say should. for now. Yeah. I'm star I've started eating again, so... Yeah. <laughs> okay, then let's do the second round of eating and like fanboy moments. Like we had. You had with, we with, had with bands, artists, I don't know, actors, whatever, porn <coughs> stars, you, you've, you, you're a fan of. I, I can start if you want, because I have three stories I want to tell. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah please. I have. Maybe let's start with like my, my first fanboy moment. It was um, October 24th in 1994, my first concert ever. I went there with my first girlfriend ever, ever, and uh, was Roxette. And uh, after the show, of course, at the Sporthalle in Hamburg, we, we've been waiting outside at some kind of backstage entry. And we were lucky enough to get the uh, bass player and the, one, one of the drummers they had, which is, in fact, more like live band musicians. One of the drummers? Yeah, they had two drummers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this, this, Drummer, this is, baby. This is why back then I said, like, if I have a band, I want two drummers. So mm -hmm. this is actually one of the main reasons why we have also Jared drumming, because I saw it and it was just brilliant. They had two drummers. So, but for us it was like, yeah, it wasn't Marie or Pear, you know, like, the rock set duo. So we were like, yeah, okay. Half a year, one year later, or some something, 1995, they came back to uh, a big interview at the radio station in Hamburg, Radio Hamburg, uh, to promote their best of record. And uh, yeah, we went there and we finally get the autograph. And I also have like a very unfocused picture with Per Gessler of Roxette, which I just don't find anymore. 
So I, I, have, <laughs> no. I have my autographs in my CD and just a couple weeks or months ago for some, I don't know, for some um, Throwback Friday posts or whatever, I was looking for that picture and I couldn't find it. I was annoying my parents, which are like still like gluing pictures in albums, you know, like having like tons of these things. Mm -hmm. And asked them, like, could you please look for that picture? I didn't find it. So, but this was my first, like, and maybe most important fanboy mm -hmm. moment. And yeah, since that day, I'm every couple of weeks, I'm writing a mail to the management of Per Gessler of Rockset, asking him if he could ever write a song for Lord of the Lost. Maybe one day I get an answer. Mm. <laughs> that will be nice. <laughs> So that's, oh. that's one of, that's my first fanboy uh, moment. I have two other stories. Okay. Do you want to go? Oh, yeah, go? Just, just, found, uh, just found something in my head. Uh, <laughs> oh, piece of candy. No, Ooh, piece I of candy. I, I never had so much like fanboy moments so intense somehow. Um, um, but just one thing that it was really cool, but it was more like the everything around this person as well, was uh, when um, Tony Hawk and another team member, I think, of the Birdhouse brand were... Oh, I love that band. Brand. <laughs> Tony Hawk, great singer. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, for you guys out there, it was a skateboarder. Yeah, Tony Hawk. I mean, yeah. the first person to complete the 900. Yeah. Probably everybody... Knows him because yeah. he's the most famous skateboarder of all time. Yeah. Having the Tony Hawk Skater games as well. Pro Skater games, sorry. Um, and they were on tour. I think it was Birdhouse, Brand, and he and his guy. I forgot his name, but he was also quite a famous dude. And they were uh, going through Hamburg, followed by like, I don't know, 100 skateboarder kids and stuff like that. And it was so cool. And I also got a picture with. Tony Hawk and also lost this picture. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that that you ever met Tony Hawk. Yeah, I did. Oh, that was <laughs> so cool. And Hockey we were, loves you even more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were um, skating. I mean, I was not so good. I was more watching the people. But like uh, Kunsthalle, like the the art exhibition hall in Hamburg. Oh, I've been skating there as well. That was great. And, and there's like the, the flat top roof of the, the, the exhibition as well. It's really like flat and nothing on it. And also on the side, uh, walls that are not right up in the sky, they're but like... 45 uh, degree. 45 degree. Yeah. So, of course, the, the Tony Hawk dude and his friends were like skating these walls, doing nice tricks on onto it and jumping off it and stuff and every other kids were like skating on top of the art hall and so they also had to call the, the people in the art hall had to call the police because they were like everywhere because jumping kids and this loud nice. skateboard uh, wheels and shit um, but that was cool to be part of that traveling community in Hamburg city and of course, uh, lead it by Tony Hawk, and it was a great community yeah. with, with a star uh, among us, and everybody could do a picture with uh, Tony Hawk, and it was so amazing. I mean, it's also already uh, 20, 25 years ago, and I think 20, 25 years ago, Tony Hawk was peak. Yeah, uh, probably was yeah. Career, and that was for me like wow. I think it was oh. even. 
I don't know if it was around the time of Tony Hawk Pro Skater or right before Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Right before. Yeah, but that, that, that was really cool to meet Tony Hawk. The funny thing is, from this day with the same camera, I still got the picture because right after I went to my grandmother and me in my co-skater clothes that day, sitting right next to my grandma in my arm and thumbs up. <laughs> and this picture, I mean... In the end, it counts more for me because it's, uh, my grandmother, of course, she, she, she died. Not of course, but she, she's gone. So it's more important to have that nice picture. And beside that picture, I always think about, oh, on that specific day, I met Tony Hawk. <laughs> nice. That's cool. That's my fanboy moment. That's a big fanboy moment. I mean, it's Tony Hawk. Yeah, the, right. The skater. Yeah. Uh, I think First album was great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just a skater boy. That's his song, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he has quite the high voice and long hair. Well, I think my biggest fanboy moment, and it's not too long ago. Let me guess, Metal Hammer Awards. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. It's not too long ago. It was 2018, on my birthday in Berlin at the Metal Hammer Awards. Um, we were pulling up there to go on the black carpet um to have like photos and stuff and get into the award ceremony party whatever stuff and um we were in line for photos and i looked behind us and i saw sam carter which is uh, uh who is the vocalist of the band architects with which is one of my favorite bands and i was from this moment on i was like I didn't know he was here. <laughs> It's like the, the biggest fanboy ever from that moment on. He might have thought the same thing about you. I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was here, that annoying guy. <laughs> that annoying guy. <laughs> And um, I was, I, I mean, it, it was cool just to see him at that point. Um, but a couple of hours into the party and maybe two or three glasses of wine into the party. Let's say at beer o'clock. At beer o'clock. <laughs> um, I saw, saw Sam again um, with his manager, I think. I think. And um, I was like talking to Jared. Oh, man, there's Sam Carter again. Should I, should I go up to him? I was... I, I was While Jared was thinking about going to this guy of, um, what's it, black metal? Um, you mean Alexi Laiho from no, 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 Demo no. Borgia or something? D Demo Borgia, right. some, to some Demo Borgia guy. Right, so we were both like, oh, should I? Um, and and Jared told me, hey, go now. And I was like, no, now go. And I, I approached Sam Carter with like, uh, I have to say we had makeup on and everything. So yeah. I had like my blackout sclera lenses in my eyes and and full almost full stage makeup um i approached him i was like yeah was sam carter blah 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 like the typical <coughs> sorry the typical stuff a fanboy would say like i really like your music and so cool to meet you here and blah 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 and i think and i'm pretty sure that happened <laughs> 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 i was really happy about his reaction because he wasn't just being polite and saying yeah thank you and mm -hmm, yeah thank you uh -huh. As we actually had a, a quick conversation and i'm smiling talking about it because i really like that moment 
And afterwards, I was like, yeah, saying goodbye because he was he was asking, I was like, who are you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, we we are in a band called All of the Lost. We're just invited. We're blah blah blah, blah whatever I said. He's like, oh, okay, cool. What kind of music do you play? Uh, it's metal. Uh huh. Uh huh. So talk just for a bit and. I know that I, after I met him, I went to you, Chris, and <laughs> yeah. told you about his... No, <laughs> but you told me three times. Three times? <laughs> two, two or three times. You told me, very drunk and very happy, I've never seen you smile like that. And, oh. and like, like 15 minutes later, you told me again, I, I just let you because I, it, it made you so happy. Yeah, it made me really happy. <laughs> and then, and then you told that. me again, and then you told me again the next day. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just. Was, it was, was it, super cute. It was just a family moment. Yeah, a big one for me. Great birthday. Mm -hmm. I, I have actually like like two other small stories. Yeah, which is I I'm not sure if I should call them fanboy moment because uh, I would not really consider myself like really as a fan of both bands. Both bands start with a B and they can't be more different. It's uh, Behemoth and the Backstreet Boys. Um, <laughs> which, which I both like, but I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm a big fan. But, um, first story, 1997, I was working mm. in some kind of uh, skate clothing... Oh, we're talking a lot about skating these days. Mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a skate clothing shop, I worked uh, like beside the school one or two days a week to get some extra money. And one day we were told like we had we have to close the shop from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. because Backstreet Boys are in town playing a concert and they want to buy new sneakers after soundcheck. And okay. we were like, oh yeah, Backstreet Boys are coming. Nice. And it was the time where they had like all these like 1997, 1998, all these big like the big hits, yeah. the, the great songs, which are actually great songs, which are still like so. There were like lots of, of salespersons in the shop, salespeople, I was one of them, so I had to sell shoes to Nick Carter. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was the one That's so cool. who should take care of Nick Carter. And I still wow. remember the shoe model, the brand and the size, it was a very ugly shoe by Nike, 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 um, called Overglass. Mm -hmm. Which had some sort of weird, like plastic thing over the laces. Over the laces, which mm -hmm. you could like put on. It looks very futuristic. Oh, Was oh. a total flop this shoe, but he wanted in size uh, German size forty seven. And I he sold has what? big feet, man. Big feet. It was so big. And I, I sold these of oh, forty six, but I think forty seven. And I sold these shoes to Nick Carter, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and the other nice. band was the other band with a B, uh, Behemoth, was uh, two years ago, 2018, in summer. Yeah, it's like two years ago at a Nine Inch Nails concert in Berlin. And um, I saw this one guy with like the tattoo on the neck on the side, and I was like, this guy looks like Naga. Behemoth. I wasn't sure, so I saw the tattoo. So, so I googled him, like, and checked, like, oh yeah, it totally <laughs> looks the same. And um, so, after a couple of minutes, I was like, okay, I, I want a picture with him because I, I find him a very inspiring person. What, what all the things he's posting, his 
fight against cancer, his strength, his all his workout stuff, the inspiring things he says. It's it's a very insp inspiring person. I might not agree with him on every level about what he says, but I really find him very inspiring. And music is powerful and creative. So I was like, I go there, I want a picture. And I ex actually experienced the most polite, nice way to turn someone down. Mm. Because he told me, hey, thanks for asking, I really appreciate it, but I'm here privately today and I don't want any pictures of myself, so please don't be mad at me. Next time, if it fits, I'm promising you get your picture, but I can't do it today. I'm very sorry. It was so nice. <laughs> and I actually was like, okay, I, I learned the importance of how um, important it is if I have to do the same thing to someone who asks me for a photograph or like an mm -hmm. autograph or something, how important it is to be to tell it in a nice way because sometimes it just doesn't work for you. Sometimes you don't want to make a picture yeah. for whatever reason. But it's so important to be nice, not to leave like a good impression for your image and that you sell more CDs or something, but to do not hurt that person because I was rem reminded that it was still hard even though I'm like super experienced now with the, this thing, like from the other side, sure. it's still hard to go there and ask. And I'm not even like the biggest behemoth fan. Yeah. So this was a very, I really learned something that day. <laughs> nice. And he's an impressive guy and I really liked him. And even if he turned me down, the way he turned me down made me even like him more. Nice. So. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Do you have another family moment? Uh, I have another probably. one. Probably. Uh, but I'm good. I'm I have another short one. Yeah, then do the short one and then we do a small round of Stadtland backstage. Hell yeah! Because we have to quit this thing here in 15 minutes later. Okay, then. Short one. When we were at the Greenfield Festival in yeah. Switzerland in 2017? Was it 2017? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. 2017 still. Um, when we got there with our nightliner, we parked next to the nightliner of Suicide Silence. And I was like, wow, that's the nightliner of Suicide Silence. <laughs> got out and there was the guitar tech restringing the guitar of one of the guitarists. I'm not a, that big of a fan, I don't even know the guitarist's name. Um, but it was just cool because I listened to Suicide Silence when, when, I, when I was 15, 16. A lot. And when we had our show... Um, I think before us played Pierce the Veil and after us of Mice and Men. Yeah, that's true. And um, the Suicide Silence guys were watching Pierce the Veil and they apparently watched our set as well because after the show um, they were s still standing side stage and it was coming down and then there was the guitar player with his long beard and hair of Suicide Silence and the drummer of Pierce the Whale and they were both like looking at me that was a nice show man and <laughs> I, was, I was so I was on such an, an adrenaline kick from the show still and then being confronted with the guitar player of one of my uh, I don't know youth bands that was really important for me I didn't know what to say and didn't say anything <laughs> I just it was like or maybe I said Thanks. <laughs> Went away. I couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? 
<laughs> no, but that that was um, really cool. And afterwards, um, our backstage area was um, next to I think next to the backstage area from of Mice and Men. Right. Yeah. We made those those weird noises with the the empty Coke cans that yeah. we drank. Like <laughs> those alarm noises, and they got on. What the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. We talked for like I don't know half an hour. Or I so remember. I, I was the there as well. Of he was really nice. Yeah, and with uh, Austin, um, Polly, the now lead singer. Yeah. <laughs> and we we we, I don't know. We had some loose contact afterwards over Instagram and stuff. It was just cool. this totally reminds me of another fanboy moment, like. Um, Making my son always like kicking, f f kicking a soccer ball into the backstage of Rob Zombie at Maraluna <laughs> Festival. <laughs> so John Five maybe come out and bring the ball back. <laughs> <laughs> and the manager came. <laughs> and the manager came. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is how you abuse your children for fanboy purposes. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Nice. Uh, okay. Uh, go go for a quick round. Quick quick round. Stadtland. Stadtland backstage. Let's call Nick. Nick. 0171. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 6, 6, 6. Pyramiden hoch und Tiefbau. <lacht> Guten Morgen, Sonnenschein. Moin. Hallo, Niklas. We're having an English podcast today. Oh, all right. Good morning. So we're, we're playing a round of... Um, a sh very quick round, because we only have like, like 10 minutes left. Quickie. So a, a quick round of Stadtland Backstage. Um, do you want to start or do you want to be in the middle somewhere? Oh, somewhere in the middle. Okay, then I... Then Okay, P. Then you first. Um, I give. I give a city and a, and a country to P. Let's say, let's say, let's say. Spain. Madrid. Madrid. Oh yeah. Um, we have been there recently on the Renegade Tour with Equilibrium, and it was one of those days that you really don't want to be. Uh, on tour because of the club because I just give you one example it was one of those clubs where you have to lock the door with a broken guitar string to shit to shit and it is a, <laughs> and it is a slide door so it doesn't even matter if it's there or not <laughs> um, so it wasn't really feeling like like a home that it should be for one day <laughs> but I also have to say it was one of the few great nights we had, um, apart from the concerts on that tour, because Klaas, Jared, and I went to after something went to the bar to a bar or a cafe or something uh, right next to the club, some over the right. street something, and um, we realized their special offer today. Oh, they have they have tapas and they have a gin and tonic, mm -hmm. which we are all a fan of a good gin and tonic. So after the show. We went there, had food, had a gin tonic, and I don't know, it was one of those nights where we actually had our first, like, 
very close moments with the guys of Equilibrium, I think. I yeah, remember I, I went in that bar like for half a minute. Was like, oh, everyone's drunk. I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> 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 that was, a, that was uh, first time in Madrid. Club felt shitty. Show was awesome. After show was very very cool. No backstage. No backstage. <laughs> no um, toilet seats. Yeah. But great experience. Yeah. Cold shower. Great concert. True. And microwave. Uh, microwave food. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Then uh, you could go for Nick or for class. Nick, do you wanna? Yeah. Okay. Um, then I say... Lyon. Uh, yeah, well, Lyon says already <laughs> the country. France. France. <laughs> Lyon. Lyon was... Uh, ah, it was the, the car thing. Uh-huh. I woke, I woke up... Uh, Because uh, Uwe, the backliner of Equilibrium, was was shouting around in the bus, "What the fuck is going on here?" Mm -hmm. And I was like, "What?" Because we had a party the night before, of course, <laughs> like every night. And I went down the stairs in the bus, and I saw that the parking slot for the bus was totally parked by other cars. And uh, <laughs> then the locals or our bus drivers, I don't know who who called the. Uh, what, what is it? Police, whatever. I there's, there's uh, super special car remove forces. <laughs> and uh, they, they arrived just a few minutes later uh, with, I think, five or, or six trucks. And they started to remove all the cars. That was pretty cool. Shoot them away with tanks. <laughs> yeah. It was quite fun. I, I, I don't even remember that because I was still sleeping. Because I'm always the one like who sleeps longer on tour, maybe. Mm -hmm. oh. Funny. Yeah, I think you you were you were the only one who was in the bus and sleeping because everyone else was standing around the bus and at the club and filming the whole shit. <laughs> 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 Great. Okay, then um, you, you go for class. Um, 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 class. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's say. <sighs> Glasgow Scotland The funny thing is probably I have a déjà vu vu, but I think we mm. named almost the same countries last time That might be, yeah And Yeah, but, but last time it was Bristol for you Yeah, right? right I had Bristol last time today I have Glasgow Next, next time <laughs> I take a list with me to yeah. make it more diverse And now it's Bristol. No, no, no Glasgow. <laughs> Glasgow. It's both in France. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Glasgow. What was in Glasgow? Let me, let me think. What was the club's name? Glasgow. But it had also a sticky floor, like Bristol. Was it the stone floor? Yeah, it was stone floor. Was the end of the tour? No, a, it was the... A green backstage in the basement. We played this club... Twice. Glasgow was, was parking under the bridge. Yeah. Ah. And with the beautiful uh, uh, city, the beautiful uh, infrastructure. Yeah, I think it was the first show there. I think we played uh, there two times, but it wasn't the same club. It was the guy no, that, right, that stand in front of us when we just got out for uh, yeah, food. He said, Tain, Tain. He said, What? Tain? What? What's Tain? 
said, oh, he wants to, to ask what time it is. Tame. 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 <laughs> yeah. I said, what? Oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. What did, do you mean? <laughs> where did the, we play the other time? We played Glasgow twice. Yeah, right? we played yeah. the oh, same Ox and Patrick's <laughs> with KMFDM. I remember that vividly because it was an old church that the owner of the diner next to the church bought. And we played in the church. That one, that ah, was great. That, that was, was very cool. That was cool. That was great. That was cool because they offered us, I mean, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, mix it probably up because they're too. But in general, Glasgow was always cool. Uh, was quite cold that day, um, but or these, these days. But in the church was nice. Um, they offered us uh, amazing beer, Brewdog from the tap as well. Since uh, was the time there was no Brewdog in Germany, and but the biggest disappointment was like I ordered a burger. And in Scotland, it's not allowed to uh, have meat like medium, rare or medium. It always has to be well done because of the law. So it's a good place to be vegetarian because if everything is well done, it's so horrible <laughs> to eat. It's it's dead for real. Uh, the taste as well. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was horrible. But the church, also to play in that church, was great. Also the Necro Man, Necro, the graveyard, the graveyard, was necromantic, no, or something. Yeah, and that was that. great. The the one uh, on the hill where there was the big cathedral right next to you. It was such a big, huge, beautiful graveyard. That was so amazing. That was so good. That was amazing. Okay, last one for me, and then we close the Lord Cast. After oh, yeah. a long time. Ah, yeah, right. Um, Let me just watch. Um, He's always giving me so many good opportunities to make bass player jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Ja, und Nick, wie ist bei dir so? Heuschnupfen-Scheiße. Ja, das hört man. Ih, Heuschnupfen-Scheiße. Ja. Uh, Hay-Fever-Shit. Kommt dann Scheiße aus der Nase? Ja. Ja. Mm. Mit Heu. <lacht> das nennt man Nasenhaare, Nick. Ich dachte Pferdescheiße. Genau, das so. Ähm... Ja. <lacht> um, oh, na, it's Something else. Um, what was the festival's name? In uh, what country? Where you had the brain. Bul oh, yeah, Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Hills of Rock. Bulgaria. Oh, no. Can I say Hills of Rock or do I have to say the name? Was it Plovdiv? No, Plovdiv. Plovdiv. Bulgaria Hills of Rock. Yeah, I remember one thing there. We, we played um, somewhere in the afternoon and there were like two other bands and then there was White Snake, White Snake playing. Oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey. And of course, <laughs> of course, White Snake has been a big band, and I, I'm not meaning well, to. Not that big. I'm not meaning to disrespect anyone here, but I'm just reacting. So, at the like ten minutes before the end of their show, I wanted to go to like the backstage toilets because I really needed to pee, and then there were like securities like stopping me going to the toilets. I was like, why can't I go to the toilets? Yeah, because White Snake are coming off stage in 10 minutes. I was like, yeah, so what? Yeah, they don't want anyone backstage then. I was like, yeah, it's still 10 minutes. And apart from that, that's bullshit. So, okay, then I go to catering. Net catering, not as well. So I discussed with the securities. Bottom line was, 
Whitesnake said that no other musician from whatever band was playing there at that day wasn't allowed like 10 minutes before and 10 minutes after the show and in the meantime oh no no sorry 10 minutes before the end of their show and 10 minutes after the end of the show was allowed in the backstage area the catering <laughs> the uh, toilets because they needed to go off stage into the limousine and didn't want to be disturbed by any other musicians and this kind of reminded me about one thing how how big However big we get, let's mm -hmm. not do this ever to yeah. anyone. Asshole <laughs> behavior. Because it felt so shitty. Like you can't go to the toilet. Yeah. Because one other guy will be coming off stage in 10 minutes and you're not allowed to go near him. Uh, Dude, I just wanted to pee. That so, is small dick energy. That's it. Uh, for today, I guess. I think yeah. so. That was a nice, uh, funny slash serious. Nick is already Nick is already talking with a baby voice here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm running away from it, but it's uh, following me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, family problems. <laughs> <laughs> running away from it. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. It was serious in a way somewhere. Very important in, in the middle. And um, yeah, thank you, Nick. Last words for you. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, bye. Uh, uh.